Yeah. If oh. you want, Josh, you can record your, you your individual audio. All right. And I, I'll just edit this time. You know, okay. since it's a special one-off, I yeah. can do that. That's yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've been doing that anyway, but I just hadn't been used, doing anything with just my audio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. I'm glad the cake tastes good because it's one of the ugliest cakes I've ever made. But... <laughs> At least you're honest. It's you. ugly, but it's it's really good. I'm... See, I'm a pretty picky cake. I love cake, but I'm like kind of a boring cake. I like my cake like I like my sex. Very plain, vanilla, yeah. white cream frosting. And I'm oh, yeah. like lemon if I'm feeling frisky. Yeah, we got uh... – Oh. It's like fudge is that cake? carrot cake? It's oh, fudge. Okay. Fudge. So it's got like chunks of Ooh. chocolate in there, so you get mm. a couple bites that have got more like dark cocoa in it. Right. And then uh, – the layers is vanilla cream cheese, and then the outside is strawberry cream cheese. We've got one with a Neapolitan sort of a thing there for the cake. Mm. Uh, Neo. Oh, yeah. That's nice. pretty good. I know you love your food, so I don't. I imagine there's not much food you dislike, is from what I remember. Not much. Not much. I, Josh, you'll appreciate this. I recently went to the first Chinese restaurant that was established in North America, huh. which, sh shockingly, is in Montana, of all fucking places. Makes sense on the railroad there. Yeah, yeah, it was from the old well, miners that they used to Yeah, feed. That's how it started. Mm. Yeah, yep. yeah, Butte, Montana. All right. Which is affectionately called by the locals, but Montana. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And props to that store. There's a store called Butte Stuff, although as a joke to butt stuff. Yeah. So props mm. to that shop owner. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's a, a weird little city. I was like, what the hell? And they have like these little private booths in there. And I guess the guy was featured on Good Morning America recently. Huh. So like it, he exploded. His business was going fucking nuts. <clears throat> That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like. All of Montana has really taken off in the past five to eight years, um, and it's only going to continue to blow up. And yeah. when you have those, these kind of—it's not really hipster, but these Some kind of famous like, people move there and are going to ruin it for everybody else. Uh, it's been happening. John Mayer with John Mayer and Hank Green, <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Yeah. John John Mayer's like releasing albums. Born and raised. You weren't born and raised here, motherfucker. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> Yeah, but you know, like to to his credit, he'll show up at random businesses in Bozeman and support them and be a patron of them. I was gonna say and patronize them, but that's not quite the right word. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I love John. I'm not shitting on him. I I do like oh, yeah. some of his is I have a great respect for him, but it's just funny, you know. Yeah. Oh, for even sure. the even the crappy yeah, Soft places Rock in Montana gets a lot of shit, but honestly, he's got some real songwriting chops and. Especially his bass lines, mm. songs. Well, they're pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you know he's actually touring with? I don't listen to this band. I'm not. Well, I'm not familiar with them. I'm not saying I don't like them. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's touring with the Grateful Dead, which is like a huh. classic rock band. Yeah. 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 No, that's pretty cool. He's their guitarist. He's their uh, tour guitarist. Oh, that's neat. Cool. Uh -huh. Oh, he's it actually is... playing with them. Okay. He's... Yeah, he's playing with the Grateful Dead. He is there. I don't know if their guitars died or left, but something happened. Um, so yeah, that he's like there, which is a 
you know, a lot of people just go do drugs. I listen to a podcast and the guy on there is a big dead fan. And, you know, you just go to these shows and they play these long, weird jam songs and everyone gets fucked up on drugs. That's pretty much what it is, you know? Yeah. yeah, like when they were when they were in their height, the Grateful Dead. I was actually just listening to this the other day on I think someone's pod, but basically it was like a hot spot for cops to catch people dealing and doing drugs. So <laughs> they're being they're like they had yeah. the Grateful Dead had such a following that um, basically there were more people in the parking lots than at the actual shows because everybody mm-hmm. was transient and doing drugs. And that also was a signal that, like, when Grateful, when the Grateful Dead is coming to our town, police force needs to be on standby and ready because we're gonna make busts. So that was that was a big thing in like the eighties and nineties. Kind of stupid to get. I mean, I guess now just go somewhere where it's legal. Um, Yeah. Or the or the penalties are not. That's why I feel so bad for fish. Like in Texas, they still can't legally even smoke weed. I mean, it was legal in Michigan. And it's not even medically legal here in North Carolina. So well, it's like yeah. all those places where they couldn't even pass the uh, abortion thing. It's like you think they're gonna ever legalize abortion? They can't even legalize weed. You yeah. can't legalize weed, and it's a fucking it's a medical drug that makes everyone happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you got a long way to go if you can't legalize weed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think they yep. did yep. just legalize it medically here, but it's it's not gone into effect yet. Oh man, it's too slow. Yeah, I was just so on the ballot this last year, so that should be medically legal here soon. But yeah, it was recreationally legal in Michigan before we left. Right. Yeah, that's right. I meant that. Yeah, some states are just you know too traditional. They're slow. Like I was, I've been following it here pretty closely, and there hasn't been any negative, real like you know, there isn't like an upshoot in crime or any of the things people oh, yeah, are worried no. about. Yeah. No, no it's, everyone's Cheeto, happier. Cheeto sales <laughs> drastically rose, but yeah, I, I'd say weed in some <laughs> ways probably even saved my well, saved my marriage is a bit extreme, but like it gave us like this juice, like we just we just get high together and everything we do now is just so fun because we do it together. I I highly recommend if couples are like bored and they hit that boring stage, like you know several years in, where you're just like so comfortable with each other that you're like ah. You could poop in front of each other or whatever. If you, if you smoke weed together, or my wife, she's... That's shit, man. <laughs> I mean, if you're bull... Yes, the, and that's a ballsy move, which I respect. I respect that. But if you're pooping on the first date, you're going to get way too sick of each other too quick. <laughs> you're escalating that train. That's fair. I, I had a girl over the other day, and, like, uh, I made uh, some... Like, I made some brunch for us. I made some French toast, and... I ate six pieces of French toast, and I was like, "I am going to take a nice big shit." <laughs> it was like you just told it to her right to her face. Person, you just said that to her. That's that's nice. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. You know, like I'm You're like, like oh. it's gonna be a minute. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. And then I come like, out like here's twenty minutes later. I was like, I said oh, I I shit enough for three people in there. <laughs> I was like, I shit for you, I shit for me, and I shit for our neighbor. <laughs> Yeah, for the neighbor, you know. So you know, it's funny about that, Shay. If I was dating someone, and I, I would not be afraid to do that until after we had at least had sex. Uh, once before we have sex, though, I'm not mentioning any poop. I'm going to be a model citizen. But once <laughs> the penetration happens, 
I'll be like, ah, this is the real me. Do you like it or do you want to run away? What do you want to do? Yeah, it's true. Like once, once uh, that that uh, seal has been broken, all bets are off. Hmm. You get to see how much I actually fart on a daily basis. You know, <laughs> I it, it's yeah, it's true. I I there imagine there's some couples out there like I've definitely. I dated one girl for seven months, and I was afraid to do anything in front of her because I was just always so nervous around her because it was like, you know, my glass ceiling or whatever. So, like, that's not healthy. What I'm saying, you couldn't sustain that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. well, let's I, let's let's put it in a scenario. Like, obviously, this is my life because I I am a bachelor, but you guys are both married. Let's put it in a scenario where mm-hmm. you guys, unfortunately, find yourselves both recently divorced. You're out on the dating scene. And you go on a date somebody, and the first thing they say is, "You know what? Nice to meet you. Let's just get this out of the way and let out a huge fucking fart, and be like, I want to just make sure you know, like, you get the worst of me right up front, and now we can go with the best of me." You, What's your reaction in that in that moment? Are you guys like, "Oh, well, not what I'm looking for"? Or would you truthfully, guys Josh? I'm I, go, go ahead, Josh. I want to know what you say first. Go ahead. I mean, I think at that point, we both circle each other, kind of sniffing each other's crouches. Mm-hmm. Yes, like a dog. And then, you know, yes. see who's able to mount the other first. It, just, it seems like the proper response. Right. Whether it like comes it. to anything after that, who knows. But <laughs> Comes? Well, I would say this, Shay, and this is the typical conundrum of Morgan is generally if they're super hot, I would not care. But, but truthfully speaking, (laughs) truthfully speaking, if I, if I'm like them at all, I don't like that stuff is not gross to me. Like, yeah, if I walk in their bathroom to to piss or something before sex and I see like a a brown stain in their underwear, then that's probably a a real bit of a red flag. But yeah, Mm -hmm. farting doesn't bother me. She can pick her nose in front of me and eat it. I don't give a shit. Is that is that where you draw the line, Josh? The the picking of the nose, <laughs> the eating it maybe. The eating it is that yeah, that's, yeah. Not, not that's so much because good... it's so gross, but just because I know there's no standards about what gets into that mouth at that point. <laughs> that, well, you know that'll know maybe, <laughs> it, maybe. I love those scales. I do that with people all the time for fun. If we're just messing around and it's not to sound shallow, but it's like a fun game you play where you're like, okay, this girl is doing this. Is she hot enough for you to overlook it? People are like, hmm. Like, I guess if, if somebody's picking their <laughs> nose and eating it, it depends on the frequency, the enjoyment level as mm-hmm. well. Like if they do it and they're like, yep. fuck, we're out of tissues. Yep. Uh, you know, and it's just like a small one. That's fine. But if it's like they wake up in the morning, they're like, "Oh, I can't fucking wait." from one cheek to the other. Well, oh, good year. I think they have a jar yeah, they of get... boogers. Like, oh, I've been yeah. keeping this one for seventeen years. They got one of those like crusty ones, and it's like crusty on the outside, gooey on the inside, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ugh. Gross. Those are good. I mean, it gives you multiple textures. Melts in your mouth, not yeah, in your nose. Textures. <laughs> I, I told my wife, I told my wife that the only reason I would occasionally, like if it, I use it as a grooming technique, I don't like sit there and pick my boogers and stuff, but like if I'm nervous or like I'm in the bathroom, I might get in there and kind of like clean things out, you know, like yeah. I'm not, I just try to like, like a monkey that's just like yeah. framing itself. I Like, I don't get like, here's the thing, like all of 
you know, 20 people are probably going to hear this tops. I don't see the big deal with picking your nose as long as you wash your hands and you dispose of the boogers properly. Because the thing is, we all have moments where we have like big, crusty boogers, and you're not going to dig that shit out with a tissue. Yeah. You're just not because you need the leverage to get underneath some of those big. You need some nail too. I feel bad people that don't have nails. How do you get the the edges of those fuckers? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, the fact is that, like, we all, like, shame other people for picking their nose and shit like that, but we all fucking do it. Like, eating it's a different story. I'm not talking about eating it. I'm just talking (laughs) about picking your fucking nose. We all do it. Yeah. There are just some boogers that don't come out with tissues. If you want to use tissues, that's fine. You want to pick them out as long as you dispose of them properly and wash your hands afterwards who gives a shit yep. yeah honestly you know I hear that I, I don't I don't know why I'm on my soapbox for boogers today but that's yeah. where we're going on this video game podcast <laughs> <laughs> I mean I guess we all are booger eaters but you know that's yeah that's the old no. ad I mean to be fair I was telling my wife there was an old Super Nintendo Super Nintendo Genesis game uh, entitled, I think it was Mr. Booger, or was it Mr. Booger Eater? You remember that one? I have a vague memory. I know there's Toe Jam and Earl. Maybe it was Booger Flinger. Hold on, I'm gonna fl- Booger that? Man. Booger Man. That's what it was called. That's what it was. Yeah, Booger, yeah, yeah. Booger Man. Yeah. She didn't believe me, and we were really high, and I pulled out Booger Man, the video game, a pick go. and flick adventure. Yeah, I I remembered uh, the I remembered the uh, <laughs> the tagline, but I couldn't remember the title of it there. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the beautiful era we lived in. Right. You could get a booger man adventure game. Nope. <laughs> no more. Speaking uh, of video games, welcome everybody to the Chomcast. Uh, you know we're happy that you could join us. Um, today is a special episode, obviously, um, as you've been hearing in the intro. Um, we have a slightly different lineup for this episode. Um, I'm your host Shay. Josh is here with me. He's uh noshing some cake as he is celebrating what are you celebrating again josh my uh friend's birthday right yeah friend's friend's daughter's birthday yeah yeah that's right how how old is the daughter uh turning nine just turned to nine today it's a good age mm-hmm. it's a good age you start to be able to actually do things at that age but you're still not aware of the impending doom of the world yeah yeah i think i think nine's a solid age i think so i I, yeah yeah nine eight eight and nine those are good years those are good years yeah yeah and you said you're eating a fudge cake right now yeah oh yeah yeah i made a uh fudge cake with uh uh vanilla and strawberry cream cheese frosting that sounds good man yes send some over I haven't had cake in 84 years. Uh, well, who are you kidding? Show you had some cake this morning, didn't you? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> okay. Speaking of, that voice you hear is uh, our good buddy Morgan Barnes. He has returned back from the dead. Not really. Not the dead. Uh, he's been busy. He's been a busy man. How you been, man? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm going to keep my perversion to a minimum. No, uh, no, uh, no. <laughs> No, you ran, dude. We've been it's we've been the so place good for that. lately. We've been so good lately. Ramping very up, good. Ramping up to ten. Oh, we forgive me. Yeah, we almost had a re- good perversion moment in a minute. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited. It's, it's to hear, been you know, almost four weeks since we've had a good bestiality joke in here. 
That's true. <laughs> Which is uh, four weeks too long. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I we've been talking about kind of getting together to do a fun reunion show. It's just freakishly hard with schedules and mm-hmm. – Worked out well. Just retired, at least temporarily, the Luchess podcast, which is a fun couple of years mm. um, to sort of get all the crazy thoughts out of my head since the Sword Chomp. And uh, we had a good little run, but my co-host has found a woman so or a relationship. <laughs> you can't compete yeah, with that. I, I tried real hard. I mean, I really did. I I did all the things my wife does that are so arousing, but it just didn't work the same coming from me. Yeah, you know what's you know what's hard about that is because like Josh and I have actually gone through that with fish, obviously multiple times now. You've gone through it one more time than we have at this point, and it's frustrating because like a part of you is like, why am I not good enough? One of your best friends, why am I not good enough for you? And like. Uh, it, that's exactly how it feels. It that's exactly it, how it does. It does, yeah. It does, but then you also realize, you know you what? Understand. I don't have. <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> I haven't been perverted in a while, and I, I, I feel guilty saying this. I don't have a warm pink center that fulfills the need of a fish. I can't. I tried. I tried, but it's just. According to him, it's not the same. You know, whatever that means. <laughs> whatever that um, means. Sounds geez. like a him problem. Yeah. I yeah. For real. No, it's um and like my quick catch up for any of the classic sword chompers that listen to this sword chomp. It was a, a great run, even though we had a rough ending, but it was a super fun ride. I've been doing a lot of music um for the Great White Dread, which is like my it's taken over my my passion because I found a teeny bit of uh, momentum going with that. I, it's a cool thing to anybody who listened to the old Chompcast. I ended up getting to make a song with Ludwig, who did the Katana Zero OST. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a friend of mine. And yeah, that song got picked up by Spotify. And it was like a really cool, like, full circle to be like, I interviewed you on the podcast days, which is something I was passionate about. And now, and it was kind of like a cool, you know, full circle moment. So. Yeah, yeah yes. I'm, I'm really proud of your success with um, Great White Dread. I, I think it's really cool that you've managed to kind of manifest that because, like, I remember back even during uh, our old podcast, Second Playthrough, like, we would gush about um, Hotline Miami, and we would always talk about the music from those games, like Synthwave and stuff like that. Uh, you know, Morgan, you and I talk about that stuff a lot privately, like Carpenter Brute and Perturbator and a lot of other stuff. Um, and I'm glad that you've kind of manifested that, um, how would I say that interest into kind of like a, I don't, I don't know if you would call it a side career or what, it, what you would call it, but just like another yeah. passion of yours. It's I my, think that's yeah. cool. well, you're right. I don't really know what to call it. It's because it, it's, there's no way it's ever going to barring a miracle sustain, uh, like a full-time job. Sorry. The Dr. Pepper's getting me for all the old, old days. <laughs> the good old Dr. Pepper. DP, um, as we call it for short. Mm-hmm. DP. But yeah, so, but it's, it's like something, it's just a lot of fun and very gratifying. Uh, and I still was doing the podcast too, because you know me, I love podcasts. But the podcast started to become uh, stressful for me. Like I, if I was working on a project with someone, like a song or something new is banging around my head, I'd come, I'd be like, I only have so many days a week because I have kids and a full time job now at a hospital. So, 
I found that I'd come down and instead of being excited to podcast, I'd be stressed that I wasn't actually working on the music. And that's when I said, okay, this is a sign to, well, at the same time, Fish got a girlfriend. So, you know, that kind of, it just kind of lined up in the way (laughs) it worked itself out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, like we, we kind of went through that at the beginning of the year as well, because like towards the end of last year, you know, we, we were going to do the uh, game of the year shows that, you know, that like you kind of helped, uh, develop when when you were still here and I remember we're doing it and the whole time I'm thinking to myself like I should be more excited for this and I'm not like I'm not excited to be talking about these video games and then I remember I hit hit rich up about it one day and I was like are you having fun doing these game of the year shows and he's like no I was like me neither and then I asked Josh about it and Josh had a lot has had a lot of stuff going on in this past year, and Josh is like, yeah, I'm I'm having such a stressful time right now, and I just kind of realized we all got burnt out, and um, so we we've pushed this show to once a month now, um, and we it's much more laid back. Like I don't I don't like write scripts or anything like I used to or. Um, plan anything out I, we just kind of come in and bullshit now and it's it's a lot less stressful and it's been I really love that. nice that's the that's the way to go that's what i do too i totally i you guys know i used to spend hours every night before every show writing those like cute intros and i'd be like i can only think of a joke for someone so many fucking times <laughs> dude that's exactly yeah. what i was going through too and then it was like i was I banging really my head against the fucking shit. wall like trying to think of topics and stuff like that and i was like man this is like I enjoy this, but also it's yeah, it's banging my fucking head against the wall over and over and over again. And then I realized like I think we all just kind of burned ourselves out because like at the height of what we were doing, and this this sounds like how do I say this sounds like I'm not thankful because I'm very thankful of like where our journey has come and gone and taken us and where it's continuing to go. But yeah. like I don't think people realize that when we were um, we were kind of at the height, like m- the four of us. Um, by the way, Rich is not here today. He's uh, on vacation with his his lovely significant other. Mm-hmm. And uh, Reyes is really wreaking a havoc on the podcasting crew, aren't they? Yeah, la- ladies, 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 ladies. <laughs> but no, um, no, I uh, I don't think people realize this, but like we. At least I was, and I'm sure the other guys were as well. I don't want to speak for them, but we were thinking about stuff every moment of every day. Like there's a there like there's a point where you know Morgan was doing in the blood. Um, we were we were all doing chomp cast and chomping after dark. I was haphazardly working on evoking the sublime and doing the streaming and getting the merch all like and trying to get advertisers all that shit that when I was at work and I was not actively working on something, and this is at my old job, so I don't mind saying this, I was like in other people's streams trying to network and trying to learn and how to grow our stream and get better and stuff. So like I was on 24 seven and I'm sure the other guys were as well. And so yeah, it, it like, and we, we were hitting, we were just like shy. We were like 200 under 10,000 subscribers. I was just talking about this with Morgan the other day. We were we were actively turning down ad ads um, that were like yeah. trying to market shitty um, mobile games. We we're actively turning them down, which was like hundreds of dollars. We were turning down stuff like that. Um, 
because we didn't feel like it fit our brand, but we were just on all the time. So I think like, it's kind of, it kind of makes sense that your, your podcast is kind of like temporarily taking a back seat in your life because like it, it, the same thing happened to us. We just all got burnt out at the same time because we put so much into it at one point. And, um, when we didn't, unfortunately the, the momentum didn't take us as far as, we were hoping it would, or we didn't capitalize, whatever the case may be. I think we were just kind of like, what the fuck is this all for? Yeah. Go ahead, Josh. I didn't mean that. No, no, that that's. Yeah. Yeah. Like just playing the games is a lot. And like, it's something we used to do for fun. And yeah, this, this last year in particular, just since I'm the indie guy, mm. I was putting way too much into maintaining that, and I played. I, I what was it? It was like eighty, ninety games last year. Yeah, yeah. It was like almost two a week, um, which again doesn't sound like much, but you know that's still like all the big games were in there with that, and it was just ridiculous. Like, all that on top of putting in, like, you know, 2,000 hours in Final Fantasy XIV, because, of course, you got got to keep up that habit, so. <laughs> yeah. you got you got to have those habits that just bring That's... you some joy. Excuse me, some joy. Yeah. I, I think that if we had just found, I mean, it was just sort of, I would always tell people that it's one of the rougher industries to get into. I mean, even in, in music it's more of a different kind of a rat race, but there are at least some small avenues for you to get your music out through websites where you can submit music and collaborate. For example, a collaboration with Ludwig music changed my career. When I did the Mick Gordon interview, which I want was praying so hard would change the fates of our podcast. He didn't even share it. That's not even like, I'm not shitting on Mick Gordon. He's not like a huge social media guy. But like just him reposting the podcast, which he said he had a great time and he had nothing but nice things to say. Um, him giving us his time was so cool. But like if nobody knows it's there, nobody knows it's there. Yeah. And uh, I think if we'd have found some success, we'd have just been a lot happier and then financially more con. You know, it could have changed the direction of where we were going. But yeah, mm. well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I honestly, with the amount of work we we're putting into it. It it should have been our full time job, monetarily, and not just you know the exactly. hours we were putting into it. Mm. That and that's that's such a big thing with like any kind of content creation, whether it's music or uh, writing novels, creating TV shows, creating podcasts. Is like you're gonna spend years in the red or in the you know like severely in the red, and then at one point. If you're lucky, if the circumstances and the stars align, you will strike gold and then that it will elevate you, whether temporarily or for a X amount of time into a place of profitability. And I would say for us, you know, for what what the success we had, I'm really thankful for that. And I'm th- like I said, I'm still thankful that we're still around doing it. Um, yeah. obviously at a much decreased capacity, but I'm, I'm very thankful that we were able to hit that point to where, you know, I could turn on a stream and we had people come in 
and actively give us donations to see me eat a hot sus cup covered banana but or you know like we had a we had a fairly successful for us i think realistically a fairly successful patreon of four uh white guys who are not actively in the industry quote unquote (laughs) yes um and we actually had advertise advertisers you know we i think we did pretty well and i'm I'm very proud of this the success you know it's like Morgan's and my old band. <clears throat> Realistically, yeah. we didn't get that far, but we played one live show with some pretty well-known metal bands, and I still think about that from time to time. Like shit, you know, we had some success, yeah, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, yeah. it's like that. Fam- it's like that Giannis quote that blew up in the NBA that Shane knows about, but in like in a example that I think anyone can relate to is like. Um, it was the my one of my greatest successes and my greatest failures at the same time. Wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. Like you can't really define everything in that in that way because really, it's there's so many mentalities you can look at it like a failure. You could look at it like, sorry, a failure. You could look at it like everything in your life is just a stepping stone to the next thing. So there really are there really failures? Well, there has to be. It, it's a big mind scratching thing that I'm sure you guys have thought about just as much as I have. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, Mm. but I, we, for what we accomplished on the scale we did, um, I'm very proud of. I just think looking back, I'm like, I can't believe I did so much work. I like in general, (laughs) I can't believe I committed so much of my life to just, yeah, bring about video games whenever it like, once it had kind of, you know, hit the stagnant point. And I was like, no, I was driven to just give it my all. But it just, it was hard to like, let go when it wasn't like just never taking off. But I, I really think the Mick Gordon interview was like the killer for me. I was like, if I can get Mick Gordon and have this dream interview and just f- everything feels right and that doesn't at least do some huge splash, then I don't think it's going to happen. And yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah and no, it's fair. Video games and like video game reporting is so fickle. I mean, like just in this past year, there have been yeah. so many layoffs of like big names in the industry yeah. and like yeah. once i saw that in this Didn't past year i was like go developers just shutter oh did they niantic did what that or, would be or, or not not niantic themselves but like the the go developers i think they just laid off like 250 people this week did they really yeah um, i didn't even see like that one of the but... biggest games in the world well, and- oh wow! Pokemon Go maker Niantic cuts a quarter of its workforce. Okay, so not sure. Two hundred and thirty employees yeah. cancels I, games. I yeah. I thought after the pandemic, when people started working more from home, that it would be easier for companies to keep people around. So I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, you know. Damn. If Pokemon Go can't do it. You know, it's well. <laughs> well I, I think they can. They're still bringing in like a billion dollars a day with that game yeah yeah, this seems (laughs) it's just gross to me but yeah well i mean part of it is they have changed a lot of what they're doing with pokemon go i've kept up with a little bit of that um they've they've basically figured out how to make it even grosser than it already was Mm -hmm. like when you buy stuff yeah um, it only takes you so far and you have to buy more things now yeah But what a so. first month that was. What a first week mm-hmm. that was. God, ah. that, 
one of the most magical times in life. <laughs> I, I can't think of very many games where I'm like, that was the most magical time in my life, and it's also I can look at it now and say it's garbage. I I won't think <laughs> of any game in that way. It's so weird, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. garbage is a little mean. I just, you know, I go back and play, and I'm like, wow, it really did feel like magic, didn't it? <laughs> it did. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of magic, oh shit! So this is one of the things I wanted to bring up to you guys today. Do you see that the One Ring was found? <gasps> Somebody found the magic card that's worth a million dollars. Two million dollars. Oh, Somebody what? found it. Who and found it, it? It was only grade nine. It wasn't <gasps> even grade ten. Huh. just rubbed it or something. Yeah. Is that their fault or they can just come at nine sometimes? Is that good shipping or whatever? I mean, like, nine is still great, but, like, you'd think, like, a one-of-a-kind card would get a 10 out of a 10, but no. Hmm. Grade nine. So Jeez. it has been found. Okay. I love that idea, though, like the Willy Wonka. That is pretty effect. neat, yeah. Hmm. I was telling my friends if I found that card... I was thinking about going out just like buying a box just because if I found that card, I was just going to fucking shred it just to be an asshole. <laughs> just like take a video. <laughs> Here's the one ring and just shredding that shit. Man, that would have been the most stressful grade. I'm, I'm assuming there are places you can bring those cards to and have them grade them in person. You don't always have to ship them to get graded because I don't yeah. see anyone shipping that in a box. <laughs> no, that's a $2 million box you're shipping. But I'm yeah. sure like with like insurance and stuff like that, there's some way to like – cover it or whatnot but yeah i wonder how they would do that like mm. that would have to be the hell of a claim because it's literally one of a kind they've got insurance? nothing else to base it off of other than like the pilot's got to fly with it in his lap yeah <laughs> yeah that <laughs> right that has is, it in like yeah. like puts it in the in There's like a, a story safe there in in the fucking cockpit yeah Man, yeah, I would have been freaked out. That'd be the that's the coolest. That's so cool. I think it is a cool concept. Um but like yeah, I'd be so stressed you have to wear like gloves to open up each pack, you know, so you don't get oils on them and I don't want anything good. I've always told I told my wife this and she gets mad every time. Like, I don't want anything that good to me to happen to me in my life. I don't want to win a million dollars. I don't because I'm just gonna be too stressed that like I walked into some magical thing and like it's yeah. too, I don't want that. I want to yeah. live comfortably. I don't like, want to so, win so the So this lottery. is what the top feels like. No. It's like th yeah, that's part exactly. of it, Josh. But I think the yeah. other part of it, which I'd agree with Morgan, is like, okay, I just won all this money. When's the bad thing going to happen? Yeah, right. That would be what I'd be worried about. Like, yeah. like six months later, rap, rap, rap at my door. Hey, yeah, so that money you won was from a uh, – some kind of uh, black market agency, so we're gonna have to arrest you for accepting the money, huh? What? You know, like that would that'd be yeah. like a fear of mine. Is like, when's the jig up? I would, I would, I would keep like three hundred thousand for my family, and then I would just like give the rest to other family and friends, so that like I don't have it, and the burden is gone, and I feel good about myself. Like ah, uh, here's a yeah. hundred thousand for you, a hundred thousand for you, and then I don't have to deal with it. And also, I did a nice thing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yep. That's right. And I, I bet you, if you're like giving it away, I, I don't know. Actually, I shouldn't say this. Well, you probably get hit less on taxes. I would say that in theory, but probably in reality, you still well, get dicked down. I would, 
I was just thinking if you if I was really freaked out about it, you could really just buy a nice ass home, like a super expensive home that own it. And then you don't really have to stress because you're like, well, the money is I don't have like a bunch of money sitting around. I'm not super wealthy. I just bought a banging house. And if shit gets bad, I can just sell the house. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Rent it out. You literally have a mansion and go work down the street at the hospital like I do or something. (laughs) Still pretend you're a normal person. Mm -hmm. Right. What what do you what do you do there anyway at the hospital? You, the guy they have to come torment Zach Braff. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's a Scrubs joke, right? Okay. Uh, he does the he does the fucking uh he does the uh Donald Faison dance. <laughs> that's all he does. He's just hired to do the dance when a when a uh, um when a when a patient is about to die goes in and cheers him up. <laughs> Well, regular like the hospital portions uh, can be a little bit creepy. I hate you guys know me. I hate hospitals. Um, <laughs> technically, uh, I dream job. A lot of people hate hospitals. Yeah, a lot of people. Hate hospitals. No, I work. It's a really beautiful hospital, but I work in a large clinic connected to the hospital, so it feels more like a nice office. And yeah. it, it, there's doctors' offices and stuff in there, but it doesn't feel like a hospital at all. Okay. It just feels like a nice place to work. So, yeah, and I just do administration stuff, which means I just do paperwork and listen to um, – actually, weirdly enough, I work for a post-COVID – and there's no one who goes to my uh, hospital listening to this. But I worked for a post-COVID doctor who's doing like some revolutionary kind of post-COVID um, long-term – re- like, yeah, he's, uh, cool. he's going to publish a study and – he does have some issues because there are a lot of people that just didn't take COVID seriously. Now that COVID's, you know, done, it's he sometimes finds that. But you'd be surprised how busy we are. Like there are a lot of people yeah, that are having no. like long term. Well, the the thing mm-hmm. is, like, hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn. Hopefully nobody takes any offense to you this. Are. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I am. No, like it was Josh's turn. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Josh, it was your turn. I apologize. <laughs> but no, like with the effects of long-term COVID, not to go too far down this path, um, it, like if you're unhealthy, those effects, like with any illness, any disease, any virus, you're going to feel the effects much more deeply if you're not healthy. And like that doesn't mean like you're not obese or you are or are not obese, anything like that. It just means that like you don't have a baseline fitness, you know, Um I talked about this multiple times on the podcast uh, when I got COVID the first time and it took me six months to get my, my taste and uh, sense of smell back. It mm-hmm. took me six months. It took me almost a year. Um, and this is something I didn't talk about almost a year to recover my like endurance and fitness level. Like I would struggle going on runs. Like when I was playing basketball, I'd get winded really easily and I wouldn't tell anybody it was because of COVID because I didn't want anybody to know. Obviously, when you're playing basketball, you don't want to get any give anybody an advantage, but like I was struggling with my fitness. Um like my endurance yeah. level, you know, I would get winded so much more quickly and thankfully now um it's it's back to normal. And and I've gotten COVID a second time, which I'm sure set me back a little bit, but because I'm relatively healthy that I was able to recover, and as 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 I know right now, I don't have any long term effects. Um, but for people who are not as healthy, um, or as healthy as they could be, I is what I'm saying. I can't imagine like the long term 
the effects that they're dealing with. And that's like, that doesn't even include people who are predisposed to illness already have um, issues with their, their physical and mental health. I can't imagine. So it's really, really important regardless of how you feel about like it being a bipartisan, bipartisan issue or the medical issue, whatever the case may be that there are doctors and researchers out there doing the research because it's going to be something that we're going to be learning about for the next five to 20 years. I think like the effects that COVID has on the body over the long term. So I think that's really cool that, um, you kind of work with somebody Morgan who's doing that research. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I, that's, I, I'll keep it short. That's why I, I see, I, that's why I seeked, I seek it in, I seek it in. Sought. Um, I sought, thank you. That's why I sought uh, that opening because it was something that I heard that was coming up and I was just busting my ass there, but I really like working there in short. I finally got to when I was doing the podcast before I was just stay at home dad. So working part-time at Domino's. So I, I, as of now, I enjoy going to work. I'm happy going to work. Good. Um, and that makes everything else a little easier to, yeah, to yeah. swallow. How often do you get to swallow at your job? Not, not <laughs> enough. <laughs> Sorry. I'd, I'd get us out of that, uh, that deep conversation for a moment. Someone, which someone might've thought I, we were I, serious for half a second there. That would, that would have been a disaster. Right. Yeah. We're, we're not a serious podcast. Never have been, never will be. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting and we'll see, we'll see the effects of that over the long term. but uh, there's no easy way to transition out of that, but I'm going to attempt to do so mm. by acknowledging it. So video games, <laughs> <laughs> video games, uh, since we are a video game podcast, it's probably important that we talk about some of those since the last time we've podcasted. Um, obviously one of them did drop since the last time we podcasted, but some other games have dropped, uh, noticeably or notably final fantasy 16, um, People have presumably had more time to put time into Tears of the Kingdom. Um, other, many other games have dropped, I know, at this point. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be curious. Josh, what have you been playing over the past month? Mostly Tears of the Kingdom. Still mm. still have plenty more to do in that game. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's probably going to be the majority of my time for the rest of the year at this point. Um, Dude, it's massive. It's a massive, massive game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's. I wanted to go back and play Breath of the Wild again before I played this, and then I realized, <laughs> no, I I don't have you know 250 spare hours to to put into that game before I put 400 into this one. Um, right. And basically, you're you're playing Breath of the Wild again in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. 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 I think it's different enough. I was worried it about is, it being it really is. samey, given, I mean, everything we'd seen about it beforehand. But it right. it feels significantly different, just given the the different tool set that you've got to to do everything. It's insane what people are building in that game. It's mm-hmm. like Minecraft all over again. Yeah, yeah. In some way, shape, or form. Morgan, have you played it yet or not yet? Uh, only about ten hours or so. My I let my daughter have first dibs at it uh, because she is an even bigger 
Zelda fan than I am. Bryn Bear? Uh, yeah, Bryn Bear. So I was like, and I actually had to really push her to play because she, she's only 10 and she has that issue where like she literally kept playing Breath of the Wild. I'm like, Brindley. She's like, Dad, there's nothing else for me to do in this game. I've beat it a hundred times and she's literally cleared every inch of the map. I'm like, play the new fucking Zelda game. I bought it for you. And she's like, ah, but I love this Zelda game. So she's, she, she doesn't understand the concept of like a sequel being like something you can also love, even though it's different. Right. Know? Yeah. So but I just finally pushed her to where once she got um, I did the little opening plateau thing for her so I could go well this game's version of the plateau um, yeah so so I could get her down to the open world and then show her like look because that's the part she loves the most is the, the open world stuff so yeah and then she's like oh, okay this is kind of like the others of them good good I what think is... that I'll go for it. Uh, well, go no, for no, it. good go ahead what, what were you gonna say I was gonna say what I, I'm curious to hear what your guys is Granted, Morgan, you have a little bit more of a limitation there. Uh, what's been your guys' favorite part about the game so far? Either one of you can jump uh, in. Also, so I'm curious. I know Josh. So we knew this from back in the day. I met Josh. He was in love with Zelda. He just loves those games. And as soon as I saw this, I was like, this definitely seems up Josh's alley, um, like every Zelda game is. And the way I look at Zelda games are, they're they're pretty much all great. Like there's no I know why he loves them because there's like almost no bad Zelda games. Like there's just some that connect with you more or less. Like I I've never played a a Zelda game that I thought was bad. I did not like the Wii controls, but that was not the game's fault. And I felt yeah. like that was that the art style in Twilight Princess was an overcorrection to Wind Waker, which now is revered, which is funny. Um, but I, again, excellent game. So like I I think all Zelda games are great. I just connect with certain ones more up and down up and down and this yeah. one I'm, it sounds like you're connecting with it a lot yeah i it, i don't think i like fishing, it as much as breath of the wild i i think i like breath of the wild better which i i don't know the the wonder of the first time is still yeah a little more mad well not just that like it was a little rougher around the edges and just kind of you know Mm. still new um and it, it, i don't know Constant. like a lot of, a lot of the stuff they've done in here has really fleshed out just the broken buggy shit you could do by just the, you know it's technically using, using the, yeah yeah like they like they yeah. they fixed so much of it and it seems like they fixed a lot of the stuff that i was fine with um <laughs> well, you're you're nice about that stuff yeah. well ambi i guess but yeah, I don't know. Somewhere. Like, part of me likes that sort of janky. Like, you like the jank? we we got this just barely holding together, sort of a feel to a game sometimes, and somehow, Tears of the Kingdom is like this nearly rock solid game. Given I, I, how I don't know how, like it it seems like the thing should barely work. Well, given, I, if I had to guess, yeah. I'm not a video game maker, so I'm just an idiot, a professional idiot. I would say that, which I know Josh can attest to, um, I would say that <laughs> they probably, because they're using a lot of the foundation of the prior game, they can yeah. really just have fun with it, but then spend extra time. Because, you know, like when they take the, they even built, 
this is one thing I'm really fascinated by because Elden Ring did the thing where there's a whole world underneath the world, and yeah. and this game kind of does that too. Um, so yeah, yeah it, part, it feels kind of like oh, Elden Ring did that first, but it's like wait, they must have been in development at the same. Did they both have the same idea at the same that time? That seems to That's happen just... so often, like where you just like completely different takes arrive at the exact yeah. same point, like. They're only um, a year later, so yeah, but yeah. Same, it's weird, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Like, it it's makes, like, <laughs> it makes me wonder ahead. if those people are actually kind of like talking together, you know, like getting advice from each other. And because you've seen so much more collaboration in the past like five years, or at least acknowledging um, other yeah. games, how do I say, um, success. You've seen a lot of devs doing that and supporting each other in the past five years. It makes me think that a lot of these devs actually, you know, have like healthy. I'm sure there's some that are unhealthy, but a lot more of like healthy competition, and they're just trying to help each other out. You know, because no, it was a spy. It was a spy from <laughs> <laughs> somebody snuck in there, saw the blueprints. That's what it was. Probably, yeah. probably, uh, probably. Yeah, I like. I'm gonna be transparent with you guys. Haven't touched this game. Yeah. Um, haven't touched, it. and the reason why is because. I've been very busy lately, and I know the second like I'm gonna do exactly what I did with Breath of the Wild. Which <laughs> Sit in your underwear for a week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what's gonna fucking happen, dude. Like because like I turned that game on after the Game of the Year show two years ago, and I was like, I'm not like I'm not that worried about it. Like I I don't think I'm gonna enjoy this because like when I played it at Morgan's, you know, four or five years ago when I went back to visit, I enjoyed it, but I was like, I don't get the hype. And so I, when I finally played it, I was like, oh, shit. And I literally, I told you guys this, for five days straight, didn't shower, sat in my underwear, ate the bare minimum, and went to the bathroom when I had to and just played that game in the dark for five days straight. Yeah. I hey, fucking... If if you do it in a week, that's impressive. That much game in a week, because I know you were playing Elden Ring for like a month or two. Like yeah. that to cram Zelda into a week, that's a that's an impressive week Dude, right there. I was obsessed with that fucking game. And then I oh. came out looking like Smeagol, like wisps of hair, <laughs> emaciated, my underwear is stained brown. No, that that part's oh. not true. But um uh, Yeah, Elden Ring was like that game was hard to put down because it was like is like Breath of the Wild. I wanted to explore every single thing. The difference there is like Breath of the Wild's enemies are nowhere near as deadly and frustrating as Elden Ring. So I'd play it and I'd be like, all right, I've had my fill. I got to put this down. Yeah. I can only be so mad for so long. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. don't really feel mad when I play Zelda unless I put... The, the, the most brilliant thing I've seen about Tears of the Kingdom, and I don't even know yet if it's going to be a Zelda game for me, is just that you can do the puzzles like a three-year-old, which is what I do. I just slap a bunch of trees together and all sorts of ugly shit, and it's just... Yeah. A, but I get the job done, and it looks like shit. And uh, But you know what? It's just like a toddler did it. But if you want to like really build this really finesse... You know, way to get around the puzzle with all your cre- – you can do that too. Or if you're me, you can just slap seven trees together yeah. and make a bridge. <laughs> yeah, I've, nice. I've been about 50-50 on that. Like half of them just, you know, absolutely an atrocity that I've managed to cobble together in order to get myself through some of these things. And then every now and then I'll be like, you know, if I use that boulder over there and like, you know, convince an enemy to pick it up and throw it at me this way, I can – 
reverse time while grabbing onto it and fly across the level and launch myself all the way to the exit. And yeah, (laughs) just, yeah. Rarely, rarely, occasionally this, you know, genius will strike and it'll, it'll look like I have some sort of clue what the hell I'm doing, but Mm -mm. Almost yeah. always, it's just it's just a mess. <laughs> I was yeah. pissed. There's no fishing. That's my only criticism so yeah. far. No fishing. Yeah, not happy still about no fishing. That. I mean, maybe they get the same fishing they had in the other, which is, you know, oh, throw a bomb into the water and blow up all Sad. the fish, so you can then go collect them. We got I, redneck I was, fishing in this game. How does was, how does it's 2023 and Fire Emblem Three Houses has better fishing? Than Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, no, well, man. it doesn't have better. It just has no. It doesn't have bad fishing. It just has no fishing. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's it's pretty fun to throw uh, an electric choo choo jelly in, into uh, uh, a school of fish yeah. and then I go know. pick up their 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 flopping it corpses just, on the on the surface of the water. I, there, that's. I just get PTSD of like being younger and seeing a YouTube video of a bunch of rednecks throwing dynamite in a fucking river. Like, this is how we fish in Alabama. And it's like how we fish in Hyrule. Woo! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel when I just blow them all up. I mean, but I was yeah. so nostalgic for fishing. I was like googling blurry pictures from Ocarina of Time. Like, yeah. oh, there's the, there was like a little house. See, there was a house for fishing yeah. in Ocarina. And I was yeah. like, what the hell? What happened? What the hell? What happened, Nintendo? What happened? You know, part of me wonders if there actually is fishing of a sort in there. Because you could, now that it's not a magnet, you could theoretically, like, drop a piece of meat and then just pick it up. I wonder if you could, like, wave it around and coax the fish to follow you to shore and then just go grab them or something. I've not not attempted that. Yeah. Guess what you're going to do next. Sort of jerry-rig some fishing together in this game. I mean, yeah, build a fishing pole. I guess it's more the idea of, like, yep. it's not a fleshed-out, like, fishing economy, but whatever. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it is what it is. All my games lately have been no fishing, no fishing in Final Fantasy, no fishing in D- There's no fishing anywhere. It's a that's, crime. That's where I was going to transition oh, yeah. to next, because obviously oh, I can't of which. Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Well, I was I was going to backtrack there, since, since oh, okay. backtrack and then we'll missing out on your fishing. Did you, did you play Dredge yet this year? I I adore Dredge. Dredge it's is fantastic. so good. So yeah, good. I love it. I, me and my wife, we lost momentum not because of the game, but because of things came up. But we were, I think, yeah. Dredge is it's mat. Yeah, it's a magical little indie game. You, it hits. A, I, I find that the the item. So they basically took the inventory management of like Resident Evil and turned that into the primary uh, mechanic, as you know, Josh. Um, so that part gets a little bit fatiguing, you know, like you fill up your ship so fast, but man, I just, my ship now can like fly through the water and, you know, you get tracked down by those huge creepy fish and monsters. Yeah. I, it's a bit, I mean, it's not, technically it's not a big surprise. I emailed the company like a year ago and I heard about it and I was like, Oh, can I get a code for this? And they never answered, but yeah, Dredge is—it's I—I love it. Uh, I really do. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's kind of given me my fix for fishing so far this year. It's been yeah, been a yeah, good enough time to you know. Did you did you finish it already? I've not finished it yet. I got it on the Switch, um, and something happened. 
trying to, trying to remember what happened. I think something else came out at the same time, and like I got it on cartridge, oh, and yeah. like, like well, I, now this other cartridge lives in my Switch, so I I just I didn't didn't finish it, so I ended up getting the Steam version just so I have it on my Steam Deck, and I'm I'm about caught up to where I was in there, so I'm getting close to finishing it up this time. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I I also haven't finished it, but I was. The, the uh, there's a lot of interesting things in that game that would surprise people like the the atmosphere kind of based yeah. around this mysterious creepy town where something dark has happened and people are acting not themselves like why are all these fish like weirdly mutated and like that guy that sends you to find those rare like trinkets all over the world yeah. like it's like kind of a mystery novel graphic novel sort yeah. of thing like, yeah there's so much cool stuff just exploring the world too like there's um like these stone tablets that you can't read until you've gone half mad from staying yep. up late and you know fishing through the night and stuff and then I once you read that. them you get yeah, if you if your if you your madness is high enough, you can actually read them, and they give you like these poems that are riddles that may kind of lead together to tell you something else because it seems like they're kind of coming together. I, I, I don't I don't know if there's a puzzle there, if that's just a like thematic sort of a thing, but I'm I'm still trying to well, find all a- of them and see if I can figure it out. So. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I did. I found this one weird puzzle. It was like a stone, and I had to like flop a bunch of fish in there. It, oh it was yeah, like the fish that it wants. Tetris. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. Oh, but I haven't seen all of them yet. But I have kind of darted around the map uh, a little bit. It's not scary in this. It's like a little scary, but mostly just in the sense of like if you get fucked over while you're out, you're gonna lose all your shit, and that yeah. can be a pain in the ass. But really unique. There's nothing, nothing like Dredge Man. Nothing like it's very. I, I think it's actually doing pretty well from what I was uh, I seeing. Hope so. That the yeah, I hope so. It, it's been. I'd like to see more weird stuff like that. So yeah, if I see someone's making a very specific kind of thing like that, uh, I'll I'll definitely. I you know I tried. It took a while to convince my. They, they're very smart. They had a demo on the Switch. And that's how I convinced my wife to try it with me. And we were really oh, baked yeah. out of our mind. She <laughs> loved it. So she gave me the green light to buy it, which I will say, unlike the Final Fantasy 16 demo, all of our progress was lost from the demo. And mm. I did not like having to do it all again. Let me tell you, because I really, that demo, I fucking splunder the shit out of it. And then when <laughs> I started the real game, I had to do all that again. Yep. I think that kind of slowed my obsession down a little bit because it's like, you know do everything twice kind of pain in the ass yeah not the game's fault just kind of an unfortunate circumstance yeah but um yeah dredge is amazing shay you should one day check that out maybe I I do, it's on my short list of things to play this year oh yeah for sure um but yeah final fantasy 16 josh have you played that at all yet or no no i bought it i installed it so i could get it updated even though there wasn't much to update because apparently the thing shipped in a mm. playable state which nothing does that's not on the switch Miracle. anymore but yeah um it's updated ready for me to play as soon as i you know sit down at my tv and decide to play something other than tears of the kingdom um mm. it's kind of, kind of the problem <laughs> with, with actually getting time into 
that game. So, yep. Time, yeah, it's the killer. I don't see how. Yeah, it's tough. Time is the biggest thing that kills me too. Like, I don't see how people you in management like. I'm worried that's going to happen to me. I'm I'm turning into the person that just literally does not physically have time for the games anymore. And I just, just irresponsibilities yeah. mounts up music, kids work, all this stuff. You're like, wow, I'm literally turning into the archetypal dad that doesn't have time to do anything. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. happened to me. But like, I think like that archetype is better than what, uh, <laughs> not to get too political, but what France is dealing with, you know, they've been dealing with the, uh, riots, um, and protests for the past few days and because of that 17 year old being killed at a traffic stop unlawfully that there's been riots there for the past three days and the government instead of being like yeah we probably shouldn't have done that was saying oh it's because of all the violence in video games the same shit that we've heard for years and years got bl- got um that was the excuse used for that and i was like that blows my mind that that's still a thing so you know you could be that archetype or you could be the current archetype you are now, which is you still see value in video <laughs> games. You like them, just you have less time for them. It's very – see, the thing for me that's the hardest I think is I like to grab onto that addictive feeling when you're like really – like when you said you're in your underwear on your couch, Shay, or whatever. Yeah. And that is something I know for a fact I will never experience again uh, because I have – I yeah. could maybe do that for a day, maybe, maybe, but probably not even that. So yeah. I, I, if I wait a week to play a game because I'm so busy, I lose a little bit of that juice. And, and, you know, it's just fun to be when you're really addicted and you, like, wake up and play it the next day and the next day. And I, I don't get to feel that much anymore. You're going to be so. in your – like, you're going to be in your 50s when all your kids are – graduated and they've gone off to live their yeah, lives. Yeah, and You're going to yeah. be sitting there in your 50s. You know, the rest of all of our hair will collectively be gone. Our our beautiful physiques will will have like droopy titties. We'll all just be sitting there on our couches, being like, "Man, right. it's good our children are out of the house finally." Yeah, like yeah, I, I do think I, that I, I hope I hope that I have time to to watch my live-in caretaker play video games for me <laughs> one of these days again. <laughs> no, I just want to imagine you're just going to yell at your caretaker. Because your caretakers, well, you get, yeah, you're like literally taking auditions for a caretaker that's also excellent at video games. Because you'll yep. be offended if they're dying a lot. <laughs> what if that's yep. the next job, though? Like, because Gaming the people caretaker. who played the first video games are getting up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if, like, oh fuck, I should. Yeah. I should absolutely try and market that here in Japan. Yeah. I will come to your house. And I will play your video games for you. You tell me what yep. to do, and I will play. <laughs> I'll play your games yep. and fuck your wife. Whoa, sure. whoa, whoa. <laughs> now remember, these are old people. So, <laughs> so this is a service. <laughs> yes, this is not inappropriate. You are this is a yes. It is a privilege and honor. You are making that person's year. That's right. <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's right. Like the the prices increases from there. Like so, you know, for a set amount, I'll play your video games. Um, if you want me to go to the convenience store and grab you some snackies, that's an additional cost. If you want me to do it nude, that's even more money. If you want, if you want your wife to sit on me while I'm playing those video games and pleasure her, 
That's triple the price. And you provide the lube. <laughs> it's the only uh, way you come out well, ahead on that. Otherwise, yeah. if you're 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 in the red, just <laughs> just bringing in buckets yeah. of lube. You're like, just, I'm just barely breaking even. Rolling all in this lube on me, keg using. after keg. <laughs> keg um, lube stand. Yeah. <laughs> a keg of a keg of lube. Guess I gotta I tap the second keg. The first one was not enough. I don't know what it is because not a lot grosses me out, but for some reason lube grosses me out. It makes no sense. It's just uh, it's weird. I think I just look at lube is just a barrier between me and where I want to be, and it's but it's supposed to be a helpful tool. It's a tool that helps you get where you want to be. No, mm. not for me. It's a barrier. I don't want nothing. Just in keep it. slipping all over the place again. Yeah, too slippery. I mean, you know, like. <laughs> To revert back to the earlier conversation, instead of buying lube, you could just save up your boogers. There you go. Nature's lube. Oh. I think you crossed the line, Shay. You really crossed it. That's a that's a uh, mental but... image that I will never get rid of. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Final Fantasy sixteen, Morgan, since you're the only one who's played it. Um I mean, obviously, outside of the demo to game drama, what have your thoughts been on it so far? It's it's pretty excellent. I will say that the Final Fantasy narratives are kind of hit and miss for me. You know, I'm not as big into a lot of, like, Japanese anime and stuff like that as I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they can be a little cringy and a little cheesy at times, uh, a little melodramatic. You know, it's Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of a cool mixture of the darker tone of Final Fantasy, not quite a Final Fantasy 12. It's closer to like, this seems more modeled after like a Game of Thrones sort of thing. But like, it's a mixture of that modern Final Fantasy, but something a little darker. It's kind of a blend and it's, I I really enjoy it. Like I even brought my PlayStation 5 on my little vacation I just recently took and tried to squeeze in a few more hours and, it's it's gorgeous. It's it feels like a big monolithic production from SquareSoft. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, not SquareSoft. Square Enix. Yeah, I'm living in the SquareSoft dream days. Mm-hmm. The yeah. combat is just, I think, really smooth and excellent. I I really, really have been impressed by it. But I will say, as I get deeper, the story stuff is kind of bothering me a little bit more. But as of now, I am ticking away and I'm having a good time. I'm still excited to play it. Mm. So good. I'm excited for everyone to experience it because it's reviewed really well. Um, but I realize that I'm kind of a sucker for Final Fantasy. All the uh, <laughs> big surprise, all the mainline Final Fantasy games, objectively, no matter how much I look at it, I love I love them all. Seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. I thirteen. I mean, I remember liking thirteen at the time. Fifteen. I like them all. I like them all, and I almost finished them all. So maybe I'm not the best person to ask you. I just like (laughs) Final Fantasy. No, I think you are though, because like I've heard from this one. Granted, I don't have a PS5, so I can't play it. Um, That this one has kind of evolved with the fan base. It is a lot darker. Is dealing with. Um, heavier themes because the fan base has gotten older so it makes sense that they're going to deal with these kind of issues um whereas like you know for us 
seven and eight, there were there and even ten, there was a ton of angst in those games. And we're we're at the age now where we're gonna feel that, but just in different ways. And not as common and we have more complex um feel I don't want to say feelings, thoughts that we deal with on a daily basis. So it makes sense that the game has to kind of age to fit the uh player fan base. So um I think you're the perfect person to ask for that because you are the target audience. Yeah, I, I found that where I was at as a human going back and playing to 12 remaster or they fixed all the issues that that's definitely my favorite Final Fantasy. I mm. just it just hits the notes for me. And I think that's unusual. I think most people would say 12 is one of their least favorite. Um, and so yeah. but it just there was less cringy things for me to kind of uh, to distract me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's not that I'm like criticizing or I think it's bad. I think it's excellent. It's yeah. just it felt more adult, more mature, less um, cheesy, melodramatic, all that kind of stuff. That right? Yeah, there's so much more effort put into like the political machinations of everybody involved in the story in Twelve. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's some of that in the other games where like oh they're you know a little yeah they they've got their own motivations here and whatnot but it's 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 pretty surface level whereas in 12 there's that that's kind of a it's part the, of the course for the yeah. whole all the evilese games exactly so. that's the thing i realized if you play it just has a different tone to it that i just adore and that's yeah. the thing of final fantasy that's cool is they all have a different tone like 7 has a 7 8 9 almost had a similar tone because of that era but generally speaking, Final Fantasy games are their own thing. That's what I always loved about them. Like, yeah, yeah, they're their own world. They're their own kind of thing. And and this one is that. So it's like mm-hmm. it's just the whole fresh thing. And I'm probably gonna love it. But will I love it as much as you know, fifteen or seven or eight or who knows? Probably not. But I'll still probably really really enjoy my time with it. I just love. The world of twelve and who the team that made those games, like the Final Fantasy, was Tactics one of those? Final Fantasy Tactics was that an Ivalis? Yeah, that was the uh, Tactics and Vagrant Story in twelve, they, and yes, maybe ish fourteen. There's like ish, side, yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. side quests that seem to suggest that it's in the same universe, but but there are also side quests that seem to suggest that it's the same universe as you know. Near, so who knows? Uh, <laughs> those could just be fan yeah. things. Well, you know, so. I love near Josh, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, so that I just love that the vibe of those games oh, yeah. so much. It just it just connects with me a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, like I still love the story because too- it's kind of the same thing, like this this grand scale story that's going on, but you're playing just this teeny tiny part of it and trying to figure out what's going on in the world based off of your yes. tiny perspective is really cool. Well, it's like what I was telling, I think you guys will find this somewhat interesting on a meta level. I was, my wife has asked me all these questions about it. Cause she's like, why is it called final fantasy? But there's 16 of them. Um, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of, those kind of gems. And I was like, well, it was one of those high tweets I wrote down. I was like, there will always be a final fantasy. But there will never be a Final Fantasy. 
because I think they'll be making Final Fantasy games forever, <laughs> and they'll always be called yeah, Final Fantasy. yeah. And yeah. Uh, she thought that was kind of amusing. I was like, it's hard to explain. It's just like, it's so over the top too. There's like this meta sold to it because it, it's Final Fantasy, so it's just the most lavish, like belt buckles and necklaces and giant glowing weird swords. It is literally the Final Fantasy because it's so fucking over the top. You know what I mean? Yes. <clears throat> that's true yeah but like i think it's because like each game goes to a place where it's supposed to be kind of like end of the world kind of shit you know like the stakes are so high it's mm-hmm. the final <laughs> what yeah. why i'm gonna google that right now unless you guys know the answer why was it originally called final fantasy is it just a name because they were going no. bankrupt that was that <laughs> that's, was that's that That's was it. literally That's their it. last game, and it really? managed to keep them from going bankrupt. That's it. That's right. I remember reading that story. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, well, sort of. Well, yeah, there's a couple. This says Final Fantasy is pitched as Saguji's final game, as he considered. Oh, never mind. That might be. Yeah, anyways. Fascinating. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I see. Was about to go out of business, so they pulled their resources into one last. Uh, oh yeah! Wow, one last. That's cool. So, yeah, so but, like they kind of they kind of shot themselves in the foot by naming that. <laughs> naming yeah. Final no, I, Fantasy. I think it's shit. See, that's why I think those things are just meant to be because I can't imagine yeah. then you know, Final Fantasy is such a perfect name for it. You know, it really is. Yeah just wouldn't be the same it's ff i love the abbreviation ff7 ff8 whatever it is mm-hmm. i just yeah i just love those games and this one josh i'm curious to see what you end up thinking of it it's really well made just for me the you know the kind of cringy melodramatic story stuff at times pulls away from what i think is a really cool concept of people that have dominance within them which are based on like the summons from final fantasy some people yeah. are born into these bloodlines. So if you had to market it to someone, like boil it down, if you've seen any sort of like Game of Thrones or something, your house is represented by oftentimes what your king or your leader has inside of them. So like if your bloodline has of the fire and you have Ifrit in you, your house sigil might be Ifrit or the fire. You know what I mean? And then yeah. certain people have that ability to just lose their fucking mind and turn into Ifrit or use the fire power of the Phoenix. So it's like the summons of Final Fantasy we came to know and love are actually the symbols of these different uh, families and places in this war. And that stuff's a cool. That's a cool yeah. idea. Maybe yeah, that's pretty that. cool. Yeah, I like that. As a yeah. conceit. I, I always like hearing about video games. I'm like, man, the concept of video games sounds nice. <laughs> Finding the time. Yeah. Yeah. As yes, no. my, I think the the biggest okay. test. No, I'll keep it very brief. The, my biggest test now is if I keep fighting to play a game, even though I'm super busy, then yeah. I know I'm having a good time. And yeah, like, yeah. Diablo Four is hanging in there a little bit. Um, yeah. and it's a great time for me. Diablo, Final Fantasy, and a Zelda game. So certain yeah. games are hanging in there, but you know. Yeah, a few lot. of these I've like Final Fantasy. I've pushed off just because I. I want to give it the best shot it has, and I feel like if I were trying to split my time between, you know, Tears of the Kingdom and Final Fantasy 16 and Bad Diablo idea. 4 right now, and, and 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 the new Jedi whatever it is game, which I love the first one, but like all of those came out within like 
half a month. Like, no, I, I, I can't. I don't have time for all of those. I barely have time for one. So I'll plans I to know. space them out and we'll, you know, get to it when I get to it, hopefully. So. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Preach. Yeah. Preach. It was like March of last year. Yeah, we really. Mega fucked last year with how many games dropped. Yeah. It is kind of nice to not stress about having to play all of them, though. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah, yeah. I went from oh, way, way too many of... last year to... I, I've played like three games this year so far. <laughs> I've played like next to nothing, and it's so nice. Same. Like, I wrapped up Elden Ring this year. I finally finished the Fire Emblem Three Houses DLC that I'd been sitting on for years. I played through Fantasy Star 2, a game I've been wanting to play through for years. And then, um, yeah, I've just been kind of like going back to old games and picking at them little by little, getting mm. like shit done. Like uh, that old Sega Genesis collection that I, I love, I've been going back and like picking at the trophies a little bit here and there past month just to get those uh, knocked out. But that's okay. really it. You know, I I was going to ask you guys about a couple things. Um, so I was listening to your last Game of the Year show, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and so the only comments I really had as far as like quick hitters, so, you know, I don't know you don't want the podcast to go forever. <laughs> but if I had to speed through things over the past couple of years, Josh, I also uh, loved Returnal. Returnal was my Game of oh, the yeah. Year. Returnal is great. So good. I loved Returnal. Like I, I, anybody gets a PS5, I don't care who you are. And I would say this: it's probably gonna push you away at first. For me, it did. Oh yeah, it is tough as nails. Tough as fuck. Yeah. But when I when I finally got the platinum in that game, and I went back through the first area, I went back to the first area and beat the first boss without getting fucking touched oh, i yeah. was like and i suck at video <laughs> games so i was just like god damn i know i've been playing this game way too long oh yeah. that game is as far as like just the feel of a game the addictive nature of how you find the weapons like the the, the smoothness the world the, the story there's all sorts of interesting like oh yeah. mind fucky stuff that happens at the very end if you get the secret ending with the astronaut and her daughter and Thalassophobia and there's all it's just amazing it's just I love it I love it a lot I totally think that there's some issues with it for sure um but oh man I love that game so, so good much. so pretty so, so sounds amazing yeah. just Silky amazing smooth. sound it's I can pick up a Returnal today and just play it for an hour and just feel so good it's like crack like you yeah when you're like leveling up your weapons or you find a better weapon and you're just mowing oh it's, yeah that it's is just, like up there, like top ten game feel sort of games. Like you just, it feels yeah excellent. Like I, I there are a few of those games. Like just, it, it's so satisfying just to control. And Returnal mm, is yes. just up there, up there. Well, Housemark, I think that um, that's the the biggest problem with the games. It just feels like, in some ways, you can tell it's like their first big AAA game. But other than that, like yeah. I had really. No, I just think that's going to push a lot of people away at first. And like, I sing its praises now, but let me tell you, yeah. there's oh Fish yeah, had to push launch. me to, to stick yeah. with it, especially Cause at I launch because just... at launch they had like some of the online features that were buggy, and I, I had oh, so many really? runs that were lost because like you would lose oh, network connection, yeah. 
And so you, I'd be yeah. running along just, you know, doing great. And all of a sudden the next room I'd go into wouldn't load because it had to do like a network check and like, <laughs> you know, it just didn't fucking oh. go through. Um, yeah. There's an yeah. amazing, on a fun final note there, there's an amazing bug you exploit in that game. When I was getting the platinum, I was like, I've earned it. I beat this game. You can basically, there's an exploit where you can like really quickly, uh, manipulate your save file to where you can actually create a save point um so they have a suspend system in the game where you if yeah. you are having a good run but you have to turn it off you can suspend your game which is nice because you know if you're in the middle of a, a good run and you have to go to the grocery store or something you don't want to fuck yourself or leave your playstation yeah, yeah. On oh yeah that suspend was not there at launch either as i recall it wasn't yeah it that wasn't, was also no. another rough part of that because way more brutal yeah, yeah. So you can mm. basically the short version is you manipulate your save file around the suspension point, and if you choose your sus- suspension point correctly, you can actually get uh, a save point. You can actually create a save point, um, <laughs> which helps when you're trying to get the platinum. But yeah, I uh, that game kind of did great things. I think best action game of the game awards. Very happy for them. Well deserved. Oh, yeah. well, it actually won BAFTA for game of the year, which blew, which shouldn't surprise me because yeah, they lean toward that. that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. yeah. Like with Hades and then um, uh, Returnal, like they kind of Baptists will go a little weird sometimes, and mm-hmm. uh, not even that weird. Just like they have a more of a hardcore voting panel. Uh, yeah. But I was fucking happy to see. It. I was like, man, that's so cool. Oh yeah. Good mm-hmm. for them. Good for House Mark. Uh, what else was I going to ask you guys? <laughs> oh, I pretty much played it. I'm trying to think of all the quick hitters. I know – I was surprised, Josh, because I, I got really into Elden Ring, but I remember talking to you. You said you were not quite as taken with it as I was. No, no, I never finished it. I just – it was big and bloated, and I just like – I love big and bloated. I, I, I don't I know. I do like, too. I do. I too. got I got into the underworld and I'm like, this feels great because you're pretty constrained and you feel like there's a good sequence of bosses and progression through like the first underground area I came to. I'm like this uh-huh. is great. This is the best I've seen so far. And then I cleared that section of the underground. There wasn't anything else for me to do other than go up top again and wander around and find another copy pasted cave. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just it just didn't do it for me. So, so for me, I got those um, more constrained kind of classic feelings from like the, the big castles and stuff when yeah. I would get in there. Yeah, like I, I, I did. I, I like the story beats. I like the on rails parts where it's much more handcrafted. I feel like those worked excellently in that game. But yeah, it is very. It would be very weird. I mean, if you. Because if you're used to the rhythm of um, the Demon Souls and the Dark yeah. Souls games and those more constrained things, I just – yeah, for me, I just – it was like a dream come true because you guys know how much I used to suck George R. R. Martin's dick. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and I was just falling in love with Bloodborne and then uh, I really liked the Demon Souls remaster, so I was prime for the – I think the thing I like the most about it, Josh, above all the incredible things it did, was just that I'm not like the best gamer in the world, and I could pretty much just travel a little bit, find a little, um, you know, where the light of grace, yeah. and I, as I'm exploring, I just found hundreds of those, and then they would save my progress, and I never got, 
I felt like I was always just uncovering a little bit more of the map, and I just yeah. just like Breath of the Wild, I love that little addiction of like, ooh, what's over here? Yeah, over I, here? I think I I like that conceptually. The feeling like in the other games, if you get hard stuck, mm-hmm. sometimes the solution is either to just practice the boss a bunch of times until you learn it, or go and grind a bunch of levels. And yeah. neither of those is particularly engaging as far as, you know, a solution it, to that particular Grinding problem. or memorizing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas in Elden Ring, fuck off somewhere else. You'll find something else to do, something else that'll be fun. That will exactly. level you up. Exactly, yes. Um, yes. So it solves that problem in a pretty good way, I think. It's just that I don't know that exploration I didn't like as much. Like it was not, like it was a better solution than the grinding by yeah. a lot. It's just it still wasn't my favorite thing to do. Mm. That's interesting. I like I feel kind of a lot of what Morgan is saying that you know like where where I felt more constrained and everything. But I don't know. I I didn't feel like. For me, there was much of a grinding issue. I, d- I didn't really feel like just because I was out exploring so much that if I came across like a difficult part, I would just be like, oh, fuck it, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. yeah and, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I was, I was, the grinding is, is like in their other games. Oh, I There are a few saying. spots like there's not really much of anything else to do other than, right. you know. I, yeah, I think it was those those weird little like mysteries that we fell in love with with those kind of games. I think I was just cool to be like, I'd walk over a hill and be like, why is there a weird guy dressed up like a wolf on the top of this building? Or like, oh, what's this yeah. weird creature over here? Oh, I've never seen that thing. Or why did I find this broken mirror with some weird emotion? Like, they just like dropped a lot of those yeah. little tantalizing things and like props to shay he played this shit in japanese i was like holy <laughs> shit man that's crazy to me he played that whole game in japanese like that's yeah. like this it was fresh i'm gonna tell you right now <laughs> fucking oh man my 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 japanese my japanese skill level did not improve by playing that game all that did was make me more angry at that fucking game because i'd be like how the fuck do i do some of this shit yeah what is some of this shit i had a I had to spend so much more time looking things up because I had no yeah. idea what was going on. Did you? How did you solve the issue of like knowing what was going on with like the lore and the story stuff? I didn't. You just <laughs> like, like I had no idea what happened. <laughs> I was like, like if I really needed to know something, like I was really interested, then I'd go look it up, um, like on YouTube or something yeah. like that, and I'd watch <clears throat> the YouTube equivalent. Like, there's that one where. <clears throat> You find that you find that girl outside of one of the castles and then you have to go in and rescue somebody. And then you go in and rescue them and then you come back out and then she's dead. Mm. And I was like, "Okay, why the fuck is she dead?" And so I had to go back and like watch the whole cl- clip of how everything happened and I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." You know, but like there were times where lore shit was happening and like you could still hear it in English. I just couldn't read it or read some of the stuff that was happening. I was like, I guess this is just lost on me. And that's just kind of how it went. 
Oh, it's, I think because I was so excited about the lore from George R. R. Martin, I, I dug into that. You have to dig into it, which is what I think one of the biggest criticisms with the game. If it, I mean, I know it reviewed like a 97, but if there was a criticism, I think it was that some people don't like that. Some people don't like having to dig into the lore. Uh, but I think the cool thing about it is like you played it, Shay. It can just be a weird, lucid dream, and it can be fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's kind of what it what it was for me in a way was a weird, lucid dream. But yeah, I'm I'm happy I played it. I love the shit out of that game. Yeah. yeah, I was just stunned. I was like, I was joking. I wasn't on the podcast at the time. I was like, I think me and Josh would finally love an Eldering together game, or we finally love a From Software game. And Josh was like, Yeah, I wasn't that into it. I was like, What? This can't be yeah. happening. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's one of those ones that eventually I might get back to it and like it at some point. It just, I don't know. It just wasn't what I was in we the mood for. You have to be in the right time. mindset. Yeah. yeah. That happens. I mean, it really does. It really does happen. Like, I tried to get back into Elden Ring uh, for some extra stuff that I didn't do yeah. after taking a very long break, and I couldn't keep the flow with it because it had been mm. so long. So mm-hmm. I, I get it. You know, you, like Shay was smart. He waited until he had the time to dig, even though I yeah. incessantly nagged at him every couple months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every couple months I'd be like, hey, Shay. But Shay would be funnier, though, because he'd be like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll get that next, but I'm going to beat Horizon. And then he'd be like, dude, I finally beat Horizon. I'm like, all right, Elden Ring. He's like, actually, I bought uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> like, motherfucker. Yeah, uh, dude, I. Oh. But I don't blame I, you at all because you have to, you know, be ready. I don't. For it. I don't regret p- playing Horizon, but fuck, I wish I would have never bought that game. <laughs> you such a. I literally. I don't. I only hate the story in Horizon. I think it's. I just don't like it. It's not for me. But like I, everything else about it is great. But I just, yeah, I just totally fell cold on that. And I haven't. Uh, I wasted seventy dollars probably because I don't know if I'll ever go back to it hmm. and i don't dislike it but man it was very pretty and i uh i don't know did you play Hor- did you guys all play horizon i haven't i did enrich it i played like the intro to it and what oh that came out the same time as elden ring that's why i'm like why didn't i finish that because i'd started that and then played elden ring bad timing for them yeah, yeah. so like i fell off of horizon and then Something else came out right after Elden Ring, and that I immediately dropped off of that because it just wasn't even the mood for that. But yeah, I just yeah. I just, I that. just dropped off like several in a row right there. Mm. Kind of, it's been a drop off mode. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the weird thing with like Diablo Four, for example. Like, I'm still enjoying playing with my wife. I just have to play at her pace, mm-hmm. which is like once a week. So I, it's I, I would have plowed through it even you know as a kid. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, like it's, it's te- it's excellent. It's just, you know, not quite Diablo three for me, um, and I really have a soft spot for the magic of Diablo three. But I think a lot of people who did not like Diablo three as much as me seem to be really loving four because it's very dark. But I mean, Blizzard to me now, I think this is a huge stepping stone in the right direction. It seems very well made. It's just not the Blizzard I grew up with. Um. Yeah. But I've heard nothing but great things, and what I've played, very, very well done. Mm. I enjoyed the demo. I I actually played the demo yes. with some friends. It was a, it was a ton of fun. I really enjoyed it. But um, very dark. Like those type of games, I can't. 
justifiably spend any more than like 20 to 30 dollars on and it's not because they're a bad game or because they're not worth it because they are it just like for me my interest level wanes like i had played the demo yeah, i was having yeah. fun but by the time the demo was done i was like okay i've had my fun i'm good yeah yeah some people will get into that and play thousands of hours because oh there's a new season i'm gonna roll another character sort of a sort of a player well, that's insane yeah Those people are insane. yeah <laughs> I don't understand that. How do you have that kind of free time? <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, like for years, like there are so many DLCs and other things I've wanted to play that I just don't have time for. And even like the Fire Emblem Three Houses, like when I, I wanted to go through the game and get all four of the endings and place all three of the houses. And I was like, ah, you know, that was a little ambitious. I probably will never <laughs> do that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, the the funny thing about Diablo 4, I think, is just... It, sometimes these games are – we talked about that at Twilight Princess. It feels like more of a response to the people who thought mm-hmm. Diablo 3 was not as dark as Diablo 2, some of the changes they made for Diablo 3. Even though people eventually love that game, it feels very much like, a, hey, all you Diablo 2 fans, get back on our side. We made something you're going to love. And that's not bad. It's like I don't every- have any – it's like every metal band that's like, this is our heaviest album yet. We've... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if they not. have to tell me it's their heaviest, I'm like, is that because you're getting a lot of criticism that you're too – like Linkin Park used to get that a lot. They'd be like, we're getting back to some heavy stuff when they started to do like the more mainstream kind of lights because they knew their fans were bitching about it. So I imagine there's a hardcore segment of people bitching about it, but I could care less. Um yeah. There are always yeah. people bitching about everything, though. I mean, like, not just with the music. That's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah. And that, objectively, that, you could say at least it's a change of pace. You don't want to just do another Diablo 3. Um, and it's different. So yeah, You know, in theory, you'd think that, but the most popular games this year, besides, like, the ones we just talked about today, have all been remakes and remasters. Dead Space, for example. Mm, Resident yeah. Evil 4. And I still need to play both oh, yeah. of those. Yeah. Good grief. It'll yeah. probably be another crush, you know, like another year like last year where you just have one game that just sweeps the game of the year stuff, you know, because it's going to be Tears of the Kingdom. It's hard to imagine anything else. <laughs> and it's going to be – it's just that's kind of how it is now. There's like one massive game. Uh, we had two years where in a row where you have like a juggernaut game that will probably just um, crush all the game of the year stuff. But – a lot of other games that are getting noticed for like either their performances or the like Zelda is a lot like Elden Ring in that it's not going to win probably best character or something like that. You know what I mean? It's not that kind of game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It'll sweep all the game of the year stuff, but they'll see other stuff jump in and win those other awards, which is, which is nice. But yeah, I'm just trying to be nicer. I think overall, like if you're listening to this and you listen to our earlier shows. I feel like just in general, I feel like I'm a lot less, I'm a lot nicer to games as a whole. I don't, I try not to just rip them so much, even though it is fun, of course, to get on a podcast and (laughs) rip a game, a new one or whatever. But I've been trying to be more even keeled about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so much negativity in the world. It feels better to like try and find the beauty in something nowadays. Um, if, if something like deserves to be ripped, sure. Like, yeah, like, uh, there are those experiences out there where people are just phoning it in, but 
yeah, I like, I like, I don't like being negative anymore about that shit because it's like, man, we, we all love this hobby. Why, why should we denigrate other people who love this hobby? Yeah. At yeah. the same time. So was there anything well, else you, you had that you wanted to ask Morgan before we end the show? Yeah, I'll do here. I'll do my 10 minute speed round. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll throw stuff at you guys. So for one, I will say this, as far as things that do deserve criticism, the performance of the last Pokemon game was abysmal. It was an absolute atrocity. Yeah. Uh, I had issues where I could not play the game. I thought it was mm. a nice open world Pokemon game. Could not fucking play it without wanting to throw my switch because it ran so poorly. And that's unacceptable. It was like the lowest yeah. rated Pokemon game ever. That, and that's it, bizarre. Like you said, that is unacceptable, especially considering what they've been able to do with Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Like, the system is capable of a lot more than they're doing in Pokemon. Like, come on. Like, you, there's absolutely no reason they couldn't get that thing to run buttery smooth. Mm. Yeah, it's it's bizarre to me because, like, obviously in terms of scale... uh. Pokemon Legends Arceus was impressive, but that game was riddled with issues. It was still playable, is the thing. Yeah, I loved it. was it. riddled yeah, with issues, yeah. but it was playable. And, like, everything I saw on the newest games, uh, Scarlet and Violet, I was so hyped for those games. And then seeing all the shit that came out, I was like, nope, not dumping any money on that. And I'm very thankful I didn't because those performance issues looked game-breaking, and that's terrible. For a yeah. game as big, or a company as big as Game Freak, mm-hmm. we saw rare blips when we were playing Arceus. Like there was this spot, Shay, you probably remember it, where there's a uh, a Gyarados um, floating in the sky, yeah. and it would like kind of if you were just far enough away, it would like stutter fly, like like it had four animations. Yeah. Yes, I've seen literally thousands of things like that in this Pokemon game, and it's uh, it's so distracting. And it's like, and I, I couldn't believe it. I loved Arceus, and I thought Arceus was like I would have told people at the time, I love this game, but the technical issues are still unacceptable. And then <laughs> compared <laughs> to this game, it looks like fucking a Nintendo yeah. product. It's it's yeah. ridiculous. So that was, mm. ugh. yep. I'm yep. sad with Pokemon. I don't know, you know. They're like, yeah, it's we, we talked about it. It seems with... like creatively they're doing a lot of right things recently with the franchise. It's just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to rush them out or what. But like creatively, I like the direction they're going. But then, like on a technical level, like just making the games run, making them playable, that shit has completely backslid and like can, can we have both please can, like can, please just both like you know well we were talking about that when Arceus dropped uh, especially Rich and I we would love for Pokemon to go in that direction more so than the main line I mean or at least yeah. have like two, like the two like the divergence there because um, yeah. Arceus was the most fun I've had with a po- Pokemon game in years and I would love to be able to play more games like that as long as they fix the issues 
and um, obviously the performance issues, and they're able to build upon what they did in that game because that game was so much fucking fun. I would love to do that in future Pokemon iterations going forward. But yeah, yeah. that the 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 base formula of Pokemon is still great. Um, I'll never knock the base games, but I will knock the performance of what Scarlet and Violet were. Um, it yeah. being a big Pokemon fan throughout the years, that was like seeing how bad that performed was like, no, I'm not spending money on that until it gets fixed. And if it doesn't get fixed, I don't buy it. And that's okay. But, um, you you never see Pokemon games like score in like the sixes. Like that's so weird. No, it's bad. That's bad. That's bad. bad. I was like, nah, these people must be blowing this out of proportion. So, but no, it was that (laughs) I checked in on it like a month ago. It had been like a long time thinking they had an update still garbage. They haven't done anything. Uh, That's like, that's like, granted that these are two completely different tiers of video games, but I booted up back for blood the other day. Because I was like, I wonder if they fixed the issues because I wanted to play that game. Just was yeah. hungry for some zombie killing. I'm not joking with you guys. Granted, I am playing on an Xbox One still. It took me five minutes for the game to load. <laughs> I'm not joking. I Literally five minutes. And the time by the time I finally well, got in some there. really high-res card art that you've got you to pick for your loadout. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah but like by the by the time i got into the game um i'm i'm not even joking like the the performance was so bad because of um like connectivity issues i don't know if they're how bad their servers are or what i don't have server issues it was fucking atrocious and there there were like enemies popping in and out of nowhere it was bad dude it was bad I, yeah, I'm a little worried because I Final Fantasy 16 last night they did an update and it was the first night I played it where it wasn't working properly and it was stuttering and all the cutscenes and I was like, I hope you know sometimes when they do an update and then the game starts to like run worse for some reason and I'm like ah I hope this is not one of those cases. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. See, no, yeah, I'm with you guys. It's a bummer. Like I feel like Pokemon is is will always have our hearts. You know, we loved Arceus. We had Shay on the yeah. podcast to talk about Arceus for a while and. Arceus is so good, they, dude. With, with the amount of money they make, the fact that they're doing they're pulling this off is really just gross if you think about it. Like yep. Yeah. Yeah. They yep. shout out both those Arceus came out in January. They felt yep. the need to rush Scarlet and Violet in the same year and had the audacity to rush it out in a state where it was a complete embarrassment. Mm. That is yeah. just fucked up you know mm-hmm. yep yeah i think you're right josh i think it's just a fine financial pressure in today's age to keep churning them out to like match up with either the cards or the cycle or the tv show there's a lot of theories out there and it's just yeah really. and that is about as negative as i think you should you should be able to say that's pathetic because it fucking it is you know we're there we got ripped yeah. off we literally yeah, exactly off. exactly like this stole my money from me out there yeah it's like Fuck those that. original no man sky freaks <laughs> except this is a valid complaint god damn it right this uh, isn't a lie this is a game that doesn't fucking work right yeah. exactly oh yeah what's next on your list um good job shapes he's moving us along uh, <laughs> he's like wrap this up 
No, no, no. I just like I, I no, I. You said no, ten good. minutes. I'm yeah, I just messed with you. Lots of little stuff. I thought Metroid Dread was really cool. I really liked the. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it I think was that neat. I like that game the best out of all of us. I loved that game. I agree. I did. I lost a little steam at the end, but by and large. Yeah. That final boss was brutal. God damn that final boss. The um yeah. Hmm. I was trying to think it's been so long. It's been like over a year since I played it, so I'm like, God, what did I yeah. what was it that I liked and disliked? I don't remember. Yeah. I'm so old. The the, uh, the thing that was a little bit frustrating that we talked about is that like the the anxiety you felt behind those those uh can't remember what they're called now that what are they called emmys emmys that's right like it's it's intimidating at the very beginning but once you start becoming like competent and understanding the anxiety kind of went away and the the novelty kind of wore away and that was kind of a bummer because i mean that was kind of the huge draw that they were marketing but Mm -hmm. like it was still it was still cool it was still a, a a nice idea in addition but um, to varying degrees, I think we felt like it it kind of lost some steam on the back end of the game, but it was yeah. still a very cool concept. There were some amazing boss fights, but I agree it did it did lose some steam for me too but the 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 sequence breaking that you can do in that game is second to none. <laughs> love that hey, shit. you know what Mercury steam they've come a long way from oh, yeah. the repetitive other uh, Metroid remake they made and then that funky castlevania game on the 3ds you know they, they've come a yeah. long way mm. yeah 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 I, I don't know i liked the two remake not as a metroid game it's, it's not good but as just like the combat of it felt really nice yeah so yeah this was kind of that like that let's take, yeah let's, let's take the core of this really good feeling combat system we've made for metroid and then put it yeah. in a real metroid game and that was just magical so right Right, right, right. Yeah. It was, yeah, it felt great. That was that was a. It's cool when you had the big ones. You know, we haven't a lot of those like sort of cornerstone games that uh, that we would have talked about. They came out. Did you guys watch the uh, Last of Us HBO show at all? Yes, yes. Did you guys do any episode or any podcasts on those? Uh, you know the answer to that. <laughs> You know the answer to that. Um, no, I love the shit out of that. I really love the that HBO show. A lot. show? We, we did talk a little bit about it here and there. We didn't do a whole episode on it, but we did definitely talk about it. Um, I, Rich Rich enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We especially we gushed about the third episode for obvious reasons. Um, we all – well, Rich and I agreed that we would love to see um, – the two-hour extended cut of that. Absolutely, would love to see. Yeah, but. I was just curious because I'm, I'm, but I'm wondering if they're going to get into a Game of Thrones situation where, because the show's so successful, they're like, oh man, we've already, because you got to have a third game, but you don't want the show to give away what would happen in the third game. So sometimes it's like yeah. a double-edged sword when it takes off, you know. I th- I think it'd be smart for them to like probably do shorter shorter second and third season or do like a longer second season where they split it into two parts for obvious reasons and then either end it there 
or put it on hiatus until the third game drops um, and go if there a th- is there if there is a third game and then just leave it at that let like let it be a limited TV series because like I think Marvel and more appropriately Disney has largely not completely but largely shown like limited series can have a ton of success and they can generate a ton of money obviously Disney can afford to do those kinds of things yeah. but um, yeah. I think it's been shown to be a pretty marketable and successful model that I would hope that Last of Us isn't drawn out like like you said like Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead I hope that they know when to end that well I meant more of like yeah I meant more I see your point well taken I was meaning more of like they're gonna pressure like George R. Martin George R. Martin was feeling the pressure to finish Game of Thrones and he did not cave in Um, so the show kind of gave some stuff away see Mm. what I mean like Mm. his books will be different but it might have given some stuff away you know maybe the broad maybe the broad stroke so yeah yeah I, eh, I don't know i mean they could always loop back around make some filler arcs a couple beach episodes <laughs> maybe a crossover with uh dragon ball or something you know just to really pass there's things out real there's a beach yeah 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 the uh buy some time yeah. until the next game comes out hey as you know, it might shock you to hear this. Even as big of a Last of Us uh, fanboy as I am, I did not finish the remake of The Last of Us. I'm um, proud of you. Proud of you. You're proud of me for not finishing it? Yeah. No, I wasted my money. <laughs> you, you just couldn't bring yourself to play through it for the eighth time. Well, it, the, the first game I've only played through once, but it's just it was so it was so primitive going back to it compared to all the changes mm. and uh even though it was very pretty it's so much I would just more get... on rails than yeah like yeah. it's it didn't feel like it at the time and it's not super on rails no, but compared to two all those arenas are like a quarter of the size yeah you really feel yeah it. and i know i know a lot of people still really enjoyed the remake but for yeah. me it was like it was just I love I love the original game. It's a great game. I just it was hard to go back to, and so I'd go down to my studio yeah. and be like, I could play more of this remake or write a song, and then I would always get yeah. pulled away from yeah. it. Yeah, like I think my favorite part mechanically of the first one was the DLC, just because like such you loose in a mall, go mm-hmm. felt really good. Um, right. Yeah. They had a yeah. They improved like the AI and stuff for people that end up going back and playing the original game. Mm-hmm. So like the enemies are a lot smarter and stuff, but. Yeah, you know, even I fall victim on all. I don't remember the last time I finished a game, guys. I don't remember the last time I saw credits roll on a game. It's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't even know, man. It's just like so weird to have like this meta. This might this could be the last podcast I ever record. Probably unlikely, but it could. This could be the last podcast mm-hmm. I ever record. So it's just weird to I, when you were having when you talk about having me on the show. I was just thinking a lot about that. As you're wrapping it up, I was like, "Man, it's just." Well, actually, actually, I was I hadn't told Josh or anybody this. Um, I can always cut this from the show, but my plan was because all the all the news dropped of like um, like all the all the E3 quote unquote digital conferences and stuff dropped their information that I thought we could do it to where if you wanted to come back, we could come and say like. 
theoretically, is there anything from these announcements that got you excited? And we can just bullshit about that. Um, yeah, if you're interested I mean, in coming back for something like that. Yeah, I will happily stop yeah. by as as a guest from time to time. Yeah, I'm just yeah, that sounds great because I'm just mostly a chillin' at this point, you know, trying to focus on music and mm. still playing games. That's the worst thing about not having a podcast. All those crazy thoughts you guys know in my weird brain mm. are just bouncing <laughs> around in there. Yeah. I got nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Except my wife who just says things like well, she has a lot of good points. Like she she's <laughs> I'll be, we're playing like Final Fantasy 16. She's like, good God, the way they treat women in these games is ridiculous. I'm like, please don't ruin Final Fantasy for me. All right. I just, I had a blind eye to how horrible these were my whole life. I don't need you shedding the light on how terrible mm-hmm. these things are, you know, because, you know, it's some of the cultural things in those games. And, the, you know, if she for her, she's like really keyed in to like. Dude, if, um, she, if she came to Japan, she would be pissed. <laughs> She would be so pissed. She'd, She'd be like, so pissed, and rightfully so. Like, mm-hmm. did you did your wife find out that like uh, G seven had this recent conference um, about like women and um, like their rights around the world? And Japan, being one of the G seven countries, sent a man. those cultural things come out in some of those japanese influence games and they are uh uncomfortable when people point them out yeah. um, but <laughs> uh but you know it wasn't so bad or i would it was bad but i'm just saying some of the cringy things weren't so cringy in the ps1 era when i was just reading the text on the screen and it wasn't somebody voice acting something incredibly cringy yeah, <laughs> I could just read it yeah. like a book in my head, you know. Yeah, yep. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. It's, it's it's funny because some of them are like it's just culturally. It's it's really fun when you see someone who's really trying to be an ally, and just because the culture is so messed up in Japan, it still ends up weird. Um, yeah, like like like, <laughs> all, like all of One Piece, like it's yeah. super you know pro queer, but then like just like the terminology used is like really awkward here and there, and like. Man, like, like I, I see you're trying to help, but mm. God, like maybe talk to a single gay person every now yeah. and then. Um, it's like, it's like, it's like the people like 15 years ago who would. <laughs> I'm gonna go places. 15, 20 years ago, who would say the N word and be like, "It's okay, I have a black friend." Yeah, that's yeah. the equivalent <laughs> of what that's like. Yeah, or in my case, uh, it'd be like the uncle at Thanksgiving would be like. Hey, look, I'm cool with gay people as long as they don't try to fuck me. And then they right. drop an F-bomb. But no, I'm cool with gay people. And it's like, okay. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're trying, but you're also still not there. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, I know. Um, oh, what's uh, – Sweary in all his games. like uh, Yeah. Like he, you can tell he's got the greatest of intentions, but he just – he fucks up so often. <laughs> so often. Yeah. It's like, it's like man, like uh, – Yep. Yeah, at least yep. it, it hurts. It just right. hurts. Good intentions. Well, you, you can you can tell he's trying his best, but yeah. Good intentions, bad execution. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Morgan, you got one more for us before we end it. Um. Honestly, I just going through sort of the catalog of my mind and hitting all these games that, you know, meant 
a lot to me over the years. Mm. Um, I just have not been able to quite keep up with as much, so I feel mm. pretty good about those. Uh, yeah, there's nothing else that really comes to mind that, okay. you know. Well, we'll have you back, and um, we'll definitely have more discussions about that stuff, and hopefully I will have actually played some video games by that point. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, but yeah. um, really quickly, uh, end of the end of the show. Just want to say a quick shout out to uh, Bernadette Clark, Josh L, Cy, Tawny, um, James, uh, Sandwich, and uh, coincidentally the Morgan Barnes podcast <laughs> for I'm supporting still... us on Patreon. <laughs> oh, I'm still supporting on Patreon. Oh shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so. Yeah, get rid of that shit. Take that dollar. No, away. I wasn't trying to. I just totally. I just didn't know that I was still. Yeah, that's <laughs> a very, very generous gesture of you. But um, thank you guys for supporting us on Patreon and uh, keeping the dream alive, baby. Thank you so much. But um, Morgan, thank you for dropping by. Like you and I have been talking about this for like six to eight months to finally make it happen. I'm really happy that we were able to do this. Yeah, it's yeah. been a lot of fun. Oh wait, Josh, can we just talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 for a second? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. I would love to just, like, do a podcast where we literally go back and look at all the stupid fucking arguments we had, just compile some of those clips, and for us to just sit back and laugh and rekindle some of those arguments. Yep. They'd probably be hard to listen to. Oh, God, (laughs) yeah. Like, dude, I... Um, like obviously you weren't here for the last game of the year show, but I was talking with the guys cause I went through all of our game of the year shows to listen to them in preparation for last year. And I was like, God, we argued about some stupid shit. <laughs> you know, I w- that's a perfect lead yeah. in Shay. If you would, if you would allow me this honor to please say this final thing, please. one of the things I really thought the most about was just that anyone who listened to those older podcasts, the ones right before I left, we were just under an incredible amount of stress, um, putting our heart and soul into something that was not taking off and trying to treat it like we said earlier, like a full-time job. And of course, you know me, I was a psychopath of that because I just desperately – and now I've transferred that psycho craziness to music. But the nice thing is I can only make myself crazy. I don't have to make <laughs> you crazy or, or Josh crazy or anyone. You know, It's only me that I have to make myself crazy and that's probably good. Um, so we were just under a high level of stress and – over time, that's why I wanted to support you guys on Patreon because, like, I I get over things pretty quickly, and I know it ended roughly, but I I still look back very fondly over those years. All the support, people whether people came or stayed or whatever, it does not matter to me. It was, you know, it's like having a bad, a really bad fight in your marriage or something, but you're still married. And I still, I know we don't talk as much. That's the nice thing about a podcast because it forces you to get together with your friends and and talk for a long time. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so we don't talk as much, but I, you know, you guys know I love you. I'll say that yeah. publicly on the podcast. Yeah. And feelings mutual. Love you too, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm happy. I've, I'm trying to just focus on the the good things. No, no hard feelings whatsoever. Just love. No three-layer burritos? No. Although, I, w- I thought it would have been funny if I would have brought some Panda Express, but I, I'm not trying to get it. <laughs> Orange chicken and Plan B, baby. Uh, what a way to end again. the show. Uh, hey, do a mukbang with... 
why didn't we do that when we were streaming Morgan do a mukbang with fucking Panda Express? Mm-hmm. What's a mukbang? Oh I don't even know what that is. Mukbang is like just where you eat on camera. It's like ASMR. It's like, oh, yeah, fuck. yeah. Yeah. I see people do that. Why didn't we fucking do that? But um, no, like, yeah. We, we like, admittedly, we still make jokes about it from time to time, everything that happened. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's um, I'm glad we're all still friends even though um you know it's it feels i don't i won't say it feels weird it feels different our relationship feels different is the best way to put that um but i'm glad we still stayed friends you know morgan you and i have been through and i said this publicly when you left and i've said it when you were gone that you and i have been through a few knockdown drag out fights with our old band and um this podcast so i'm glad that we've stayed friends um, and I'm glad that we can still get together and bullshit about video games or sports, man. I'm, I'm dying to like, when we get off this podcast, I'm going to message you about all the NBA news that has dropped today. Cause I don't know if you've seen all of it, but, um, I didn't figure this was probably the place to talk about yeah. it. So don't pull Josh through that. <laughs> yeah. Josh would be like, fuck this. But, um, yeah, I, I, there were I'd no survivors. <laughs> uh definitely um i'd love to get you back on as a guest from time to time and i think that um josh probably feels the same way rich yeah. probably feels the same way uh fish doesn't care as per usual yeah fish wherever you are i mean he might care but it's really hard to get much of an opinion out of motorboating furiously uh, <laughs> rumsky but um on that note, uh, thank you everyone for checking out the show. Thank you, Morgan, for being here. Um, Josh, thank you for being here as you are contractually obligated still mm-hmm. for the time being. Um, yeah, uh, if you want more content and stuff like that, or you want to go back and sift through all the shit that we have, just head over to sorechomp.com. You'll find everything there. Thank you so much. Take care. <laughs>